0: Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus,
1: so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hey, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us online today. And whether this is your first time being a part of this or, or you watch on a regular basis, I just want to say thank you. Uh, at Southside, this is our mission, and, and it just flows along with what Jesus asked us to do in His Word is that we want to build real followers of Jesus Christ. What you see is what you get. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, but God wants to meet you in all of those places, and he wants to help you grow into a, just grow a real intimate relationship with him. And that that translates to a vision, a vision of, of us believing that, we just we just want to make it real easy to go to heaven from right here where we are in northeast Georgia, and God's allowing us to, I believe, do that in two of our locations now. We have two locations, and uh, right outside of Athens, Georgia, and Commerce, Georgia, and now even with online and being able to share this message with you, and so that's our that's our heart. That's what we want to do. And today we'll just kind of dive right in and uh, just just talk a little bit today about. The, the the irresistible nature of Jesus and, and the faith and power that comes through knowing Him. I'll ask you this question. I, I just I ask this of myself a lot of times. Why is it that so many Christians, or I could just simply say, Jeff, why is it that you seem to lack a sense of fullness to life in so many days? There's a lot of days that this is me. And, and so it's not just for anybody else. It's a lot of times just me. And, and I tell myself a lot, I need to go back and read over the things that I preach and the things that I say, because I think, man, that's really good. So, you know, I don't know who said that, but, but somebody ought to apply that to their life. But, but why is it? Why is it that, that so many people that call themselves Christians, that are believers in Jesus Christ, why do they seem to lack a sense of fullness to life? Why is it? And, and you think about that, and I, I just think, man, the, the, the original church was gathered around a mission. And, and the original church, I mean, most of them had seen Jesus and, and, and had walked with him and listened to him. And then when he goes into heaven, he told them just before he left, he said, he said that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power to be my witnesses and, and you're going to do that here in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And so we can apply that to our life today. And when we come to a knowledge of faith in Jesus Christ, we, we, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's an inheritance. That's a promise guaranteeing our inheritance in heaven. That's his presence. And so we want to learn how to listen to that presence and follow that presence and, and let that presence bring a fullness to our life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, Paul wrote this. He said, For we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians. It's, a, it's the second letter written to the church in Corinth, a church that Paul helped start. Well, where does 2 Corinthians come? It's real easy. It comes right after 1 Corinthians. And, and, and so you find that in the New Testament, kind of right in the middle. And, and here Paul is writing, and, and he's helping us to, to understand. The, the mission that God has given us as a church, as a body of believers. If you know Christ as your savior, you're a part of his church, his universal church. Now, I would take that a step further and say, you need a local body. You need a local church to plug into and have a relationship with because that's, 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 there's power in that. Listen here, we want you to do this. We simply want you to know God Find community within a body of believers. Grow deeper in your faith through that so that you can go out and help make disciples and continue this mission because we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, we get that backwards today. Most of the time we walk by, we walk by sight, not by faith. And, and God doesn't want us to live that way. And so here's a, here's a little formula maybe that you can remember I can remember. Faith and truth. Plus obedience equals growth. Faith and truth. Because you can have faith, but if you have no truth to build it around, you have n- no way to, to add obedience to that because you're not obeying anything without truth. See, we live in a society that says, make up your own rules, do whatever feels good. Just, just, you know, right and wrong is dependent upon you. Th- that's, that may sound good. It may feel good in a moment, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, we don't live any other way in life like that. We don't play sports that way. We don't, we, don't, we don't go to restaurants that way. We don't live life that way. I mean, if you go out to eat today and you sit down in a menu and, and you t- or you sit down at a table and you take a menu, there are absolutes on that menu. You're not going to go to a, a Mexican restaurant and, and, and in most places and get a hamburger or a hot dog. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be able to go to most restaurants and serve hamburgers and hot dogs and get a quesadilla a lot of times or, or a burrito. You know, but, but the, the, the menus are set. But not only are the menus set, the prices are set. And so you can't just go in and do whatever feels good to you. You've got to go in and adhere to some type of order or standard. And, and so sports are like that. So many other things. Everything in life is like that. But yet culture and society says do whatever feels good to you. We need a standard of truth that is true for all people at all places in all times. I believe it's real simple. It's found in the Bible. That's God's holy word. And in this book, we learn about faith in him and we learn about absolute truth. And it gives us a, 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 a standard to live by. Freedom is not found in the absence of rules. Freedom is found in the presence of rules. And so here, when we have faith and truth, those two go together plus obedience to that faith and truth, that's where you have growth. And if you want to grow deeper, these are the things that you and I need because of this fact. You and I discover our significance with God, not apart from him. Faith is not a one-time decision. It's an everyday decision. It's a moment-by-moment decision. Sometimes it's a second-by-second decision. But, But here, we discover our significance with God not apart from God. And so, so what we're gonna talk about today is what the love of Jesus Christ, and when, I'm, when I refer to the love of Jesus, I'm talking about a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, a faith that is real, and a faith that is intimate, it's engaging, and a faith that is built on love. And, and so here, the love of Jesus that you and I have, it leads us to do some things. And what are those? Three things we're going to talk about today. The love of Jesus leads us to faith in Jesus. The love of Jesus leads us to a faith in Jesus Christ, a faith that God wants to be solid to the very core, that's not shaky, that's not loose, that's not unstable, but a faith that is solid and secure. And so here, the love of Jesus leads us to faith. Look at what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5. Verse 14, he said, For Christ's love compels us. Jesus Christ, it's not his first and last name, it's his name and his title. Christ is his title. It is who, it is his, it is his banner. It is who he is. He is the Messiah, the anointed one, the sinless one, the one sent from heaven by God to rescue you and me from our sin. For Christ's love, which is sacrificial, it's selfless, it is all encompassing, Christ's love compels us. The word compelled means this, it means powerfully irresistible. A song from the 80s is simply irresistible. Okay, she's so fine, there's no telling where the money went. She's all mine, there's no other way to go. All right, simply irresistible. The the love of Christ is simply irresistible, it is compelling it's inspiring. It's not able to be refuted or resisted. It just means you can't help it. You just have a case of the can't help it. And that's what Christ's love compels us to do. Since we have reached this conclusion, if one died for all, then all died. Jesus came to give his life for all mankind. Why? Because we're all going to die. Unless Jesus returns to take us out of here, here's the, here's the, here's the statistic. One out of one people will die. A hundred percent. It's going to happen. So what we want to do, that's already predetermined too, by the way. There's a beginning and an end. What we have the free will and choice to do is to decide what happens in the middle. We have a part in that. We have choices that we can make. God loves us enough to give us that, but he wants to lead us with our faith and his truth and our obedience to that and find growth in it. And so Christ's love compels us that if one died for all, then all died. And Jesus died for all. That means everybody. All means all. That's all mankind so that those who live, I think that includes you and me, We're all alive, we're living, we're listening, we're watching, we're in tune. So that all who live should no longer live for themselves. Boy, that's difficult to do. It's so hard to do in our culture today, in our society because society says live for yourself. Build bigger dreams, bigger plans, bigger houses, bigger things because he who dies with the most toys wins. No, he who dies with the most toys dies. You simply dead. Okay? You step into eternity with just what you have to offer God. Paul said don't he died so that we don't live for ourselves any longer. But instead we live for the one who died for them. Listen, if if Jesus, if the story of Jesus coming to earth resulted in his death and that was it. It would be the greatest story ever told. The greatest story ever told. Why because He took your place. But the story doesn't end there. He didn't just die for you. He was raised for you. What is the significance of the resurrection? The significance of the the resurrection is that Jesus got up. And if he can beat that, he can beat anything in your life and mine. And if he did that for himself, he'll do that for you. And so he died for us and was raised for us. So from now on, from now on then, we do not know anyone in a purely human way. When we live, when we live in just a purely human way, we, there, there's all kinds of problems associated with that. No, when, when we give our life to Jesus and, our, and the, the love of God, what does it lead us to? It leads us to a faith, and, and, and now we don't see people in just a human way. Even if we have known Christ in a purely human way, we don't know him that way any longer he said it just takes on a whole nother level our relationship with God and our relationship with others changes dramatically when it comes to the love of Christ and then he says therefore therefore because of what he has just said if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation if anybody is in Christ if, if anyone has said yes to Jesus, stepped into a faith with him, we are new creations. The old things have passed away, and now everything is made new. You have that choice and that freedom. You have the ability to make that decision. It is a faith that is solely found in Jesus Christ and a faith that only you can accept. Nobody can make this decision for you. God has given you this gift and said, here it is, choose. Choose for yourself and make the decision for yourself. Say yes, and there are great blessings to come. Say no, there are great consequences to come from it. But you get to choose. The love of Jesus, it leads us to faith. Here's the excuse that people will make, though. What difference can one person make? When it comes to Jesus, what difference can one person make? A big difference because he gave his life for everybody. Okay, great. But what difference can I make? You can make a powerfully profound difference if you allow Christ in you. Without eternity in the center of our thinking, the very center and core of our being, our picture of life is like a jigsaw puzzle without the centerpiece. It's like you've, you've built the edges and the sides and you've come all the way around and you've, you've built it out and, and now you're missing the center central piece. That's eternity, that's God, that's Jesus. He's the center of everything. The love of Jesus, it leads us to faith and then that faith leads us to strength. We go from faith to faith, strength to strength and glory to glory. What does that mean? We build, it builds, and it continues to build. Our faith gets stronger, and when we get stronger in our faith, we grow in strength from strength to strength. Today, if you start exercising and working out, you'll only be able to lift a certain amount of weight. But the more you work out, the more you condition your body, the more you strengthen your body, the more pounds you can lift or the, the longer you can go. That's strengthening yourself. Why would we do that with our bodies, but not with our faith? Why do so many people who say they believe in God lack a sense of fullness to life? Something's missing. Faith, and faith strengthens us. Look at what he says. Everything is from God. He made it all. Who reconciled us to himself. It means that God tore down the barrier of sin between you and he. And he's made it possible to know him. He has reconciled us to himself through Christ. And he gave us the ministry of tearing down walls and reconciling others to him and us. He says that is in Christ. God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins or trespasses against them. And he's also given us the same ministry. This is what people will say. People say, man, I'm just too busy and too tired to add anything else to their life. They see ministry and faith as just adding something else to the plate. Not when Jesus is the center. When he's the center, he infuses everything with his grace and his power and his love. Listen, faith in God is more than believing the right things. It's more than just believing the right things. It's living the right way because you believe the right things that's what faith is faith is getting stronger day by day by day you have a faith in Christ and if you do is that faith getting stronger is it getting weaker it doesn't stay the same God wants it to get stronger that's going to take effort on your part what is it going to take it's going to take action Because the love of Christ leads us to faith. And that faith leads to strength. And that strength should lead to action. Because if you don't work it out, it doesn't get stronger, it gets weaker. This is what he says, Therefore, if you ever see that in your Bible, you ought to ask yourself um, and your, uh, yourself the question, what's it there for? It's there for this reason, because he's told us the ministry that Christ has. He told us what he has done, and he's given us the same ministry. He said, we are now ambassadors. That ministry he has committed to us makes us his representative, his agent, his ambassador for Christ wherever we go. Is this a call to go on missions to the other part of the world? Maybe. But I'll promise you this, it's definitely a call to missions in your house, going from one bedroom to the next, going across the hallway. I promise you it's a mission for your neighborhood, to your neighbors and your other family, to your place of work or to your school. I promise you that, that that is where it begins. You may not be able to see to the other end of the world today, but can you see across the hallway to the other bedroom, to your kid's bedroom, to your parents' bedroom? To your brother or sister's bedroom. Can you see across the neighborhood cul-de-sac to the other house? What about the other cubicle or office? What about the hallway and classroom? Can you see that? Start there. It is certain that God is appealing through us. God is begging and pleading through us. Be reconciled to God. Because he, one of the greatest sentences ever written in the Bible... God made the one, Jesus, who did not know sin to be sin for you and me so that we might become the righteousness of God. Righteousness is a big church word. It means this, to be made right with God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. Why? So that we could be made right with God. And 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 he says, he goes on and says, working together with him, we appeal to you. Don't receive God's grace in vain. Make it count for something for he says I heard you I heard you in an acceptable time I helped you in the day of salvation now is the right time and now is the day of salvation I promise you this some some people will say somebody else will do it no they won't God called you to do it God called you to be that person today and so hope is not a situation it's not a location an idea or a thing hope is a person and his name is Jesus Christ See, I believe this. I believe that God didn't save you from something. I believe he saved you for something. And so today, stop offering the devil what God gave you to change the world. That's my prayer for you today is that you would find the love of Christ and it would lead to faith. And that faith would grow in strength. That strength would be seen and magnified through action. Why? Because that's what God saved you for. So say yes today. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to church. Say yes to his word. Say yes to life. Because faith and truth plus obedience equals growth. Can I pray for you today? Just wherever you are, let me pray for you right now and just say this. Father God, I'm just so thankful for people that would take their time to listen and to learn from your word. Now, God, would you help us to apply what we've learned? If you don't have a faith in Jesus Christ and you want to make that decision today, simply say this, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, save me. Jesus, I repent of my sin. Jesus, come and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I am ready to give myself to you. Yes. If you have a relationship with God and your faith is waning, it's not strong, it's weak, God help me. Say this to him today. God help me to strengthen my faith, make my faith strong, and let it then turn into action. God make a difference in my life today. Listen, if you want help today and we can help you in some way, comment. Let us know. Send us a message. Say, listen, I made a decision today. Listen, I want help. I want to find a church. I want to come to church. Let me know how I can get started in my faith, and we will do that. Until next time, we'll see you again. Thanks for joining us.
0: If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior congratulations we could not be more excited for you and we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources to do that simply text Jesus that's j-e-s-u-s to 706-449-0870 and one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith if you thought you know what I would like to contribute to all the God is doing in and through Southside I would like to partner with them you can do that in three simple ways First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.